0: What are we cooking tonight, Dry? What's for dinner?
1: Uh,
2: anger. Broodingness.
0: (laughs)
1: Anguish. Disclaimer. We do not own or claim ownership of the Pokemon franchise and any Pokemon established in official canon. That's all owned by Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. This is just a podcast made by four friends who love Pokemon. It's our love letter to a franchise most of us grew up with. So please go support the official release. Previously, on PKMN Legacy If I want you to get stronger, then I'll just have to throw you into the deep end. You all are swept away by a deluge of river water flushing you down through the hole in the floor.
3: Angel, I think we're in some kind of cave biodome type deal.
1: Maddie, Chris, there's a thick wall of moss blocking the way.
0: Can I burn them? Don't! <laughs> no, somebody had to do something! This is a terrible
1: idea! <laughs> it seems that the main path towards the exit out is across this pit with cut stalagmite pillars.
3: Maybe we could use desktop String Shot as a little rope guide.
1: You swing across, the rope snaps. You hold on for dear life.
3: just trying to scuttle her way up onto the ledge.
1: Uh, I'm going to need you to roll a forceful check. Negative one pour. Mm. With that pour, you stumble and fall onto a platform underneath you, teetering near the edge where all the slagmites are. But before you fall, you feel a metallic weight underneath you kind of push you up. Into a steady position on work you're standing on. Magpie has helped you out.
3: <sighs> Thank you. <coughs> okay. Okay. <sighs> Are you okay? Just peachy.
1: From there, you could climb your way up if you wanted to.
3: After taking a hot minute, Velma gets up and just tries to climb her way back over the edge again.
1: And Minion flies over there and helps you out as well. He shoots out a little string shot, grabs onto your jacket, and kind of tugs you over the edge. And you make your way onto the other side of the cave. I wonder if we could do it again.
3: Okay, maybe just don't swing like I did.
1: I was not planning to do that, but thank you for telling me anyway.
3: Cool. All right, Minion, can you send out another string shot?
1: He shoots out another one, and it lands again on that stalactite on the ceiling. And the rope just kind of hangs... Limp in the center of the room. You see, Dustox grab it again with his mouth, flutter over to there, and flies straight towards Angel.
3: <sighs> Don't worry, Angel. Dustox is fine. Trust me. It's you that are staying in the cave.
1: Well, I mean, this is a very comfy cave with all the moss area. Um, uh, and she looks around. Maybe there's a safer way around. She stops mid-sentence as she looks uh, down one of the other tunnels.
3: Is everything okay?
1: She closes her eyes, grabs the rope with both hands, and she starts running across the slagmites on the ground. Oh, hops from one to the other using the rope as not as to support her own weight, but more as just a guide to keep her on course. And she starts scampering up the slagmites higher and higher until she gets to the edge of the cliffside again. And she just lets go and tries hugging the ledge. You can hear her uh, boots dangling across the other side, wildly swinging, trying to get on top.
3: A little help here. And Velma runs over and tries to help her up.
1: And the two of you struggle. It takes all three of you, Velma, Magnemite, and Dustox, to pull her up. Like she, I haven't really described her, have I? No... Like, she's not extremely heavy, but she is a big girl. And you are not.
3: Yeah. Okay, gotcha.
1: But eventually, you managed to pull her up. <sighs>
3: <sighs> what was that?
1: I saw something down that tunnel. Like like this blue light just, like, focused right on me.
3: Really? That's, uh, that's weird. Evoma kind of leans in a little bit to see if she can see anything.
1: You see the occasional blue speck from all the mushrooms and rocks around you, but none like this piercing light that she's describing.
3: Is there anything just see a mushroom or something?
1: No. Yes, maybe, I, I don't know. Let's just get out of here.
3: Sounds like a good idea. Evama walks with her, but she still kind of looks back a little bit. Something's not right.
1: The four of you make your way down the tunnel a bit further, and once she's had a chance to kind of calm down... <sighs> you're really good at this stuff, you know? Hmm? Adventuring and facing danger.
3: Eh, I have my way of getting in and out of trouble a lot.
1: How long have you been in Appalachia, anyway?
3: Mm, about three days, give or take. That's it? Well, yeah. Since we've gone here, we've, uh, gotten a lot of practice.
1: So are you all kind of facing the gym leaders and stuff?
3: We beat the Brayburg gym yesterday, so...
1: So wait, you've been traveling with two other people, and you just faced your first gym yesterday? Pretty much. But, like, you do know those other two well, right? Like, you've been friends before you came here or something?
3: No, uh, (laughs) Uh, pretty much the way it went was, either I made some friends the first day, or I had to go home. So, they were the first two people I met.
1: That just, that just seems really dangerous.
3: Is it any more dangerous than what we're doing right now?
1: Fair point. But I guess if you have good friends like that sticking with you, you don't have to worry about, uh, cultists like those, or, or I guess being deported in your case.
3: (laughs) Heh Yeah. Did you hear that?
1: And she's like frozen up.
3: Thelma's kind of leaning in to listen again to see where it's coming from.
1: It seems to be coming from the tunnels in front of you.
3: Thelma walks up a little bit and points her cell phone in that direction to see if she can get a glimpse of whatever's making that noise.
1: You raise your light up and (laughs) Angel freaks out behind you as your light illuminates... A whole swarm of little paris.
3: Ah, it's a whole bunch of paris. I oh, that makes sense he would be down here. At least they're not alone anymore, right, Angel? <coughs> oh, that's right. The bug Pokemon
1: thing. It's strange, really, Velma. They seem to be acting very weird.
3: And Velma kind of observes their behavior a little more to see where they're scattering.
1: Make a clever check.
3: Clever?
1: All right, so that's two, that's fair. Okay! Um, I'd say with your knowledge of bug Pokemon, you know that Paris are a sort of parasitic organism, um, where the mushroom controls the bug. And as a result, the Paris usually have a hard time being rather emotive creatures. Though you do notice that their body language, the shaking of their eyes, and the nervous scuttling of their little feet... They seem to be scared of something.
3: Hmm. What can have these little guys scared? Can Velma look down to where they're coming from?
1: You look down towards the tunnel, and you don't really see anything in particular. Just more darkness.
3: Hmm. Well... It seems you guys have a better sense of direction than we do down here. Maybe it makes sense for us to follow them. Do we have to? You got any better ideas?
1: Uh, no. Welp.
3: Let's get a move on. And then Velma starts walking in the direction that the parasites are going.
1: Yeah, they seem to, like, swarm around near your feet. So you have to be careful so you don't step on any. But they seem to be leading you down the tunnel. Alright. Into the darkness beyond. <sighs> All right, we cut back to Maddie and Chris. I'd say it's been about maybe 30 minutes of walking and navigating down these tunnels. We're getting some cardio. Yeah, who's leading this charge? Well, I would assume...
2: That if Maddie walked forward first, he'd be following behind her.
0: Yeah, I feel like Maddie's just kind of going up for it.
1: Okay, okay. And how are you trying to navigate this whole area? Like, talk me through your strategy. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, well, I still I'm gonna have Pyram keep using um, Ember to light the area so we can see. But what are we looking at here?
1: Well, it seems to be just a series of, I'd say the tunnels you're walking through are mostly rock with bits and patches of lichen and moss and plants and all this very stagnant smelling water around you uh, with a few turns here and there. But it's mostly like the corridor you're walking through is maybe seven feet wide and just as tall.
0: So is it a singular tunnel or is it multiple that like jet off?
1: I'd say occasionally you come across uh, a turn in the path that like branches out to other paths.
0: Okay, I, I think Maddie's going to keep walking forward. She's stubborn enough to just, like, kind of refuse talking to Chris until this gets solved. Interestingly enough, I use this trick today in Breath of the Wild. But um, I'm going to follow where, if there's any sort of wind in the tunnels, where the wind is going. So, wherever Pyrim's flames are leaning towards, that's just kind of where I'm going to follow. To see if we can get towards some sort of opening. Um, But she she looks she looks over at Peppa and Luciol and is like, you would never betray me. I'm so glad to have you. And she's just talking to them like really passive aggressively.
2: He most definitely did start picking up pace and just walking past uh, Maddie.
0: (laughs) Maddie starts walking faster to pass him again, and she she doesn't shoulder him. She's not, like, that kind of aggressive, but she walks past him and just kind of goes, sticks her chin up and just, like, keeps walking, and Pyrimp and Peppa definitely do the same thing.
1: Well, Pyrimp <laughs> would probably do it. Peppa is... Yeah,
0: Peppa's new. Peppa's new, you're right, but Pyrimp definitely does. Oh, yeah,
1: Lucille is definitely in sync with you. Great. You still prove me correct. Hmm? Oh,
0: nothing. Do you have something to say to me?
2: no. Of course not. Do you have anything to say to me?
0: Sarcasm doesn't suit you well.
2: No, it really doesn't.
0: So say what's on your mind.
2: Oh, well, (laughs) where to begin? Uh, first off, let's talk about how you almost suffocated us with smoke. That would be a good start.
0: Oh, please. You're fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine.
2: Ah, yes, I am fine. By all means, the injuries I have sustained at this point in time are completely okay. Oh, well... I don't need any immediate medical attention.
0: Oh, yes, those injuries, they were completely your fault because you wouldn't accept our help.
2: Because you left the Pokemon Center when you weren't supposed to in your sickened
0: state. Okay, well, what was I supposed to do? You can't expect me to stay in one place.
2: This is why kids give me such a headache. Oh, my goodness. Mm, Why do you think I worry about my own daughter? Really?
0: Kids give you a headache? Well, you think that you don't give me a headache? Because you do.
2: Oh. Please, tell me how the old man who's actually using rationality is giving you a headache. Mm, Please,
0: please. enlighten me. I will, because we tried to help you, Velma and me, and you wouldn't let us. You pretended you didn't even know who we were.
2: What's up with that? Because kids should not be in a place that dangerous. I was trying to help you, but instead, you wouldn't listen. Like a kid wouldn't listen to an adult.
0: I am 18 years old, I am not a child.
2: You say you're 18 years old, but you're really acting like your shoe size, aren't you? Oh!
0: Well, Velma knows how to handle herself, too. We made the choice. You should have let us help you.
2: You, let's, let's look at it like this. You, in your delirious state, somehow got this young, impressionable, tiny child to go along with it. And you didn't think for a moment that her life was going to be put in danger. And you didn't think to try to get her out of there.
0: She can still make her own choices. She's her own person. She didn't have to come. She is a kid. Might I remind you that we were the ones who actually landed a hit on that weird cultist lady. You couldn't even do anything.
2: You landed How did in- you
0: think that you were going to defend yourself with just Ginger?
2: Oh, here's the thing. I handled myself when I fought the first cultist and then some. Mm,
0: so did we. It's
2: not that hard for me to take care of myself.
0: We handled ourselves too.
2: This all could have been avoided if you had just... Listen to me.
0: No. It all could have been avoided if you had just let us help you. We're your friends.
2: I'll let you continue thinking that.
0: So everything that's happened so far means nothing to you?
2: He's not answering.
0: Damn. Well, if you think that I'm so immature, I don't know why you hang around me.
2: You know... I was just thinking the same thing as to why I'm forcing myself to travel with two individuals I have no attachment to.
0: So why don't you just go then? I'm sure your fainted Pokemon and you with all your injuries is going to do you very well.
2: I'd rather take my chances than
1: stick around with you.
0: Good to know. See you then.
1: Yeah, there's only one way to get out of this tunnel. I know, I was going
0: to say. They're just, like, still walking. Like, it's really awkward. <laughs> it's like- Maddie's, like, Maddie's like looking around, and she's, like, looking for an exit, and she's like, we will come back to this. <laughs> and <they> just
1: <laughs> keeps walking. I think that's some, uh, wow.
0: You wanted that tea and drama?
1: Well, I feel kind of, uh... Insecure now, how am I going to top that drama?
0: What are we cooking tonight, Dry? What's for dinner?
2: Uh, anger. Broodingness.
0: (laughs) Anguish.
1: Hey there, it's Kay, with you, at the pause menu, right now. Hi. Thanks for enjoying the show. We have a Patreon, where you can support the show more directly. You can get perks like your name in the end credits of the video version of the show, access to behind-the-scenes bonus tidbits, this time we had a little discussion about authenticity versus production value, and for our highest tier patrons, you get your name mentioned right here in the pause menu right now. So thank you very much, Cammy Cat, and thank you very much, Donkey Otto. And hey, you can also support the show by tweeting about it using the hashtag PKMN Legacy. If you do, we might use your name in the podcast for our NPCs, like we did with Angel, who is named after AngelTiger777 on Twitter. And for those of you already using the hashtags, I see you guys, and I really appreciate you guys. Don't worry, your name's on the NPC list. Just give me time. Hey, I got something to plug for myself today. So the fifth anniversary of Undertale was a little bit ago, and my friend DJ Smell posted an Undertale comic dub compilation. I'm in it, Chi-Chi's in it, Goodya Serenade, who voiced Captain Levi, was in it, and a whole bunch of other people were in it too, so go check it out. Next episode is scheduled to go up on Thursday, October 8th. For now, back to the episode. Unpause! About five minutes pass of you two just walking in silence. Eventually, you are disturbed by... in the distance.
2: Uh,
0: What was that?
1: Please tell Peppa to stop tap
0: dancing. Peppa doesn't even know how to tap dance. I, I think. And she looks down at Peppa, who she's only known for like a day, and she's like, Do you know how to tap dance? <laughs> I think that was no. Oh, wait, I'm not talking to you.
2: Mm. Good job. Back to the matter at hand. And he's trying to like listen to where the sound came from. Do I have to do a listen check for that?
1: No, it's pretty obvious. There's only one of two directions it could come from, either behind you or where it's actually coming from, in front of you in the darkness. Oh. And it's getting closer to you. Um, um.
0: Uh, Maddie directs um, uh, Lucille to, like, shine her flame in front of them. Lucille, quickly. Over there. What is that?
1: Lucille spits a ball of fire into her hands. <laughs> And it lights up just enough to maybe cast it about 10, 15 feet in front of you. And you see her waddle a bit further down. And it develops into a trot. And eventually, uh, she pulls the brakes. Because <laughs> her fire is now illuminating several buggy eyes in front of you all. Oh. <laughs> the eyes of several Paris all around the perimeter of this tunnel. Uh, Were they always here?
0: That's... That's weird, that's, right?
2: That's that's very weird.
0: Oh my God, they're alive. Hey! Hey, guys! Hello! And she starts running up to them. <gasps> Velma, thank God! Or no, is there, there's not a God. Thank Arceus.
1: Arceus, yeah.
2: Arceus. <laughs> thank the mighty Pokemon in the sky.
0: I'm going to say thank goodness. Okay. <gasps> Velma? Oh, thank goodness!
1: And you hear two sets of footsteps running towards you. Emerging from the darkness, you see... Velma, and you also see Angel, the lady who was also flushed down with you.
3: We've been wandering for hours. Where did you guys come from? Uh, somewhere over that way. And she points down to the town where they came from. Uh, you guys have any
0: luck finding a way out of
3: here?
2: None so far.
0: No, but I am so glad to see you. And Maddie kind of like gives a side look towards Chris, and she just like gives Velma a hug, and she's Ah. like, It is such a relief. Uh, Yeah,
3: Okay, that's enough! That's enough! And she kind of struggles her way out of the bear hug and kind of gives a good big old... (sighs) (sighs) So, uh... And she brushes herself off. I think it's the best bet to follow the paris. Given their familiarity with the area, it should make it much easier to get out of these tunnels. And they seem to want us to follow. Oh, well, let's follow them then.
2: Yeah, we got nothing else to lose.
0: Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Fine. Peachy. Keen.
2: Absolutely stellar.
0: Mm, you're really selling it. Don't mock me. How could I not?
2: Oh, dear Diorcius and all the great sky guardians. Give me the strength. <laughs> okay,
3: listen. I know we're all tired and we're all worn out, but... And a bit broken. <laughs> Inside and out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that too. But let's just... Let's just focus on getting out of here for now, and then we can work through whatever this is. And she's gonna just raise her arm towards everything. Once we get
0: to a safe place. Okay? Okay. Fine. Okay? Mm hmm. I'm good with that anyway. I'm not the one who has the problem. Oh,
2: yes, sure. You, of all people, don't have the problem because you have all your stuff together.
1: Oh,
0: that is so right! Thank you! Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Paris no. leader. Hmm. Leads away.
3: Come on, Angel. Yeah, okay.
1: And you can see Angel kind of leading behind the party at a very safe distance away from all the Paris. <laughs> also, hi. Oh,
0: hello. Uh, are you all right?
1: Yes. Um, thank you for saving me.
0: Of course. Come on, now let's get out of here. Okay.
1: And she, like, waits for you guys to go first.
0: Maddie starts walking down the path, yeah.
1: So there's a middleman between her and the bugs.
0: Yeah, Yeah. we're walking.
1: The Paris lead you down this series of tunnels, taking a bunch of twists and turns. It seems to differentiate between going up and down in distance from the surface. You notice that the deeper you go, the brighter the blue glow around the walls seem to get...
0: That's really pretty. <laughs> if I weren't so mad, I would think this was so beautiful.
1: Y'all hear something?
0: <laughs>
3: and Velma just kind of focuses what's on what's right in front of her.
1: Your head looks down towards the ground, and Velma, you notice something kind of strange on the ground in front of you.
3: Hold, hold, whoa, hold on a sec. And then she gets down and investigates what's on the ground.
1: Okay, for this, I I'm not going to have you roll for this. This is you just. Even with the water smoothing out the ground around you, there seems to be this long streak in the center of the floor. It's slightly dented, slightly lower than the rest of the ground around you. Outside of this stream, you see occasional specks of rocky debris here and there.
3: These are not bucks of or anything I've seen before.
0: What do you mean? I think something was dragged down this way. Something big And heavy Should we be following it? You got any better plans? Uh, unfortunately not Besides, the parents
3: have been acting, uh, weird Haven't you noticed? Like they need our help with something Maybe we scratch their back, they scratch ours? Well, then so we don't have a
0: moment to lose Let's go
1: followed drag marks down you eventually find that the cave walls open up to this rather big chamber the smell of mildewy stagnant water hits you the hardest first but your eyes begin to adjust and this chamber is very lit up with a spiluminescent glow This glow is actually coming from, like, crystals protruding from the cave walls and mushrooms that are peeking out of the water, which is now at about uh, calf height. (gasps) This is amazing! Hmm,
2: it actually is quite nice. What? What lives here? Surely it can't just be the Paris.
0: Probably lots of pretty Pokemon! Guys?
3: I... I think I see the thing that made those drag marks.
1: You all turn towards the center of the room, and you see, sort of half-submerged, is this giant meteorite, about as tall as Chris is.
2: Oh.
0: Whoa. Whoa! What is that?
2: Would Chris know that it's a meteorite, or similar to a meteorite, or would he just sort of, like, not know?
1: Has Chris ever been
2: to Meteor Falls? Um, he's probably visited there once in his life, at least.
1: Then you've seen a meteorite before, and this is a meteorite for sure.
2: <laughs> and it's 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 quite
1: impressive, and it's intact.
2: The voice in my head says this is a meteorite.
0: How cool, you hear them too. <laughs> a meteorite? That's what you think this is?
2: Well, I mean, definitely not a boulder. Definitely not a piece of stone. Definitely not any mineral I've seen before. The only logical explanation,
1: what else could it be?
3: Hold on, let me take a closer look. And Velma's gonna just go wade through the water and check out the meteorite.
1: Okay, for this, I will have you all for clever.
3: Okay. I got a one.
1: Okay, so that's an average. You stalk the perimeter of this meteorite, which you only come up to about half its height. It's that big. And you're a smart cookie, but astronomy ain't exactly in your wheelhouse. The most you notice is the occasional shiny glint embedded in the rest of the formation. Past that, eh, not so much.
3: Hey, Angel, uh, you said you've seen a couple of these before, right?
1: No, I mean, well, not in person. Usually, some star runners already got into it. They mostly just take souvenirs or harvest them for star pieces. Star pieces?
0: Oh, those are worth a lot!
3: Yo, anybody got a pickaxe? A,
1: a pickaxe?
3: Er, this just i not just slice a bit of it,
0: Wiz.
2: Yeah, I don't think any of us have anything like that.
0: Does Minion have any moves you could use? Mm, I mean, Minion is pretty strong. But, uh, I guess stuff like this, probably not. I don't think any of my Pokémon have anything that could really help. I mean, Lucio knows Scratch, but I don't think that'd be strong enough. Hmm... Uh, can I borrow that clipboard there, Angel?
1: Uh, my... my clipboard? Uh, okay, but, um... Thank
3: you! And so she takes the clipboard, and then she starts running at the meteor going like... And then she bashes the clipboard right onto it.
1: Wait, wait, Okay. Uh, that's a forceful check. I'm gonna laugh if it's a high roll. Never mind.
3: Uh, zip.
1: That's a zero. So the hard plastic clipboard slams into the stony exterior of the meteorite, bounces straight out of your hands into a dark corner of the chamber out of sight in the shadows.
3: Huh. That's a... That's
0: a sturdy clipboard. Uh, well, what else are we supposed to do? Maybe we should just try and get out of here?
1: Well, first I need to get my clipboard because that is company property. Then Angel goes over into the darkness. She reaches her hands out into the edge of the shadows... And she freezes up, goes stiff, and then scurries back behind you guys. I saw it again. I saw so it once what again? again? Th- that, that, that light I saw earlier, Velma, I saw it again.
3: I told you, it's just another growing mushroom or rock or something. I mean, come on. There's nothing to be worried about. Uh... Uh...
1: What is that? Uh, you also see a blue light peer out of the darkness.
0: Uh... Does anyone else see that?
3: That, that? that That's not normal.
1: You see the light starts to rise and ascend to up near where the ceiling is. And you hear this. Footsteps getting louder and louder. And eventually, it detaches from the ceiling and, boom, slams down on top of the meteorite in front of you. And you are face to face with a strange insect-like creature.
0: Everyone else sees that, right?
1: (laughs) It turns its head towards you with a chitinous crunch. Ah! This creature you see before you, it is unnerving to look at. Its chitin and huge pincers are pure alabaster white. On the back of it, you see a huge prismatic crystal and these bright lights floating and swirling around inside. And its face, well actually no, it doesn't even have a face. No eyes, no ears, no antenna, no mouth, no anything. It's completely smooth and featureless save for one piercing blue light right in the center of it, focusing right at you guys.
0: Oh. Oh. Hey, he's a crystal oh. crab. Oh. I want it
3: the heck is this thing? And then Velma takes out her Pokedex and tries to scan the whatever it is in front of her with
1: it. It takes much longer to scan than normal. About ten seconds longer. But eventually...
3: Parasect! The Mushroom Pokémon and the evolved form of Paras! The Mushroom
1: has fully grown and has taken complete control over the insect's corpse. It will move the bug to dark, dead places in order to thrive. If the mushroom is removed, the corpse will stop moving. And Velma, you noticed that the picture that comes up on the Pokedex is that of a typical regular parasect. The mushroom, the orange chitin, it's all what you normally find in, like, the, the Kanto region or the Johto region. Not what this thing is.
3: No, way, this—that this... That's this gotta be busted or something. Let me try it again.
1: Again, it takes much longer than usual.
3: Parasect, the mushroom Pokemon, and the evolved form
1: of Paris. The mushroom has fully grown and has taken complete. Control the device continues to draw on with the exact same entry as before, and shows the exact same picture as before of a normal Cantonian Parasect.
3: Angel, uh, is this the regional form or something? We
1: don't have any of those here. At least, I don't think we do. And it would have shown up on the Pokedex if it did. I think. Here. You are looking at the lights in its crystal on its back starting to glow and spark. And the eye light on its f- face, question mark, gets brighter and brighter and more intense and focused. And I need you all to make a quick check now. Ah.
0: Well, that's not great, but it's also not terrible.
2: Well, I got, a, I got a two, so that's fair.
0: I got a one. I
1: got a two. The light starts to compress and then it shoots a laser beam directly at you guys. Out of instinct, you all jump out of the way and it hits the cave wall behind you. The rocks start to pour down and with a mighty clatter, your exit out of that den is caved in.
0: Uh, Anyone else getting kind of nervous now?